so in this video for HSC PDHP Core 1 Health Priorities in Australia, we are actually tackling our second part to healthcare in Australia. So remember, this will be part two of a three-part series looking at the dot point of healthcare in Australia. So in this video particularly, we're going to be looking at the second, third and fourth dashes in the syllabus being the responsibility for health facilities and services, equity of access to health facilities and services, and healthcare expenditure versus expenditure on early intervention and prevention. Let's do it. <laughs> so responsibility for health facilities and services in Australia comes down to the three levels of government, each having distinct role in uh, the health system, but also the private sector as well. So there are four that we're gonna cover, okay? So the first one, the overarching one, being the Commonwealth government or the federal government, same thing, okay? The federal or Commonwealth government basically are responsible for writing policies for Australia's health system. So if Australia wants to tackle a issue and they want all of the states and local um, governments to do it in the same way, like e.g. coronavirus, um, then that policy will come from the, the federal government level and they'll distribute that towards all of the states. Okay? The other major one that the Commonwealth government is responsible for is the funding of Medicare. All right? Then we know that Medicare um, basically means that you have subsidised, reduced, or completely bulk billed costs of attending a general practitioner. Um, but I will go into a little bit more detail on Medicare in the next video. And also they fund the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme, which is the PBS. And the PBS is basically that certain medications that are directly linked to our like largest causes of mortality and morbidity uh, are basically reduced or subsidised. So for example, if I needed to go get blood pressure medication, instead of me actually paying like $100, which is what the medication may be worth um, from the pharmaceutical company, I'll actually, at the register, only pay like $8 because the government will cover the other $92 worth. So that's good, all right? It basically enables all people, um, you know, equity of access to prescription medications which are necessary. Third thing, thirdly, they um, write Policies for specialist services, e.g. like chronic disease care, so people who have ongoing disease and need care, that um, those policies will come from the government level. And finally, the immunisation schedule. All right, The government basically puts that out and says that everyone needs to have these, or you, they strongly recommend that you need to have these immunisations. Uh, yeah, so that's Commonwealth Government. All right, so our next level is our state government, okay? And when we talk about state government, we are mainly focusing on our New South Wales state government because that's where you are, all right? So the state government is responsible for the implementation and regulation of health services. So basically, the policies that come from the Commonwealth government level, okay, down, um, it is then the state's responsibility to implement that, okay? The Commonwealth government actually doesn't implement anything except for Medicare. They basically just say, this is what you need to do. Here's a bunch of money. Go do it. All right. That's really good because it enables certain states to use resources um, which best suit their population. Okay. So, you know, New South Wales has a large, you know, coastal population. So we would utilize resources in a different way as opposed to the ACT, which doesn't have a coastal population. Uh, the healthy state government is responsible for the health building program, so basically infrastructure. All right? If we need to build new things or if we can repurpose old health buildings into new health buildings, we'll do that. Okay? So just recently, um, last week, 
on Friday, last Friday, one week ago today, there you go. Um, there was an old health building in Newcastle which hadn't been used for many, many years. So instead of knocking down and rebuilding it, they basically did a little renovation on the inside and they have, they have now made it into a drug and alcohol clinic, okay? So people who are suffering from those types of issues can go to that building um, and seek help, get some advice, etc., etc. The state government is responsible for the ambulance service. So in, in Iowa, we're talking about the New South Wales ambulance service. Okay, um, They're responsible for health share New South Wales, which is basically when you go and see a GP and the GP writes all the notes up about you, um, that goes into basically an intranet, for want, want of a better word. So then if you happen to be somewhere else in the state and you get sick and you go and see a GP, they can actually access your records with your permission, of course. Um, the state government, and this is probably the, the biggest one, um, so the biggest suck um, to resources because we know that there are lots of people being um, using these, hospitals, okay? The state government is responsible for funding, maintaining, and the running of all our hospitals, okay? And that's just not only like emergency type hospitals like John Hunter, but also, you know, certain need hospitals like psychiatric hospitals. And finally, the state government is responsible for implementing and running screening services for cancers, you know, skin, breast, lung, etc. So that's our state government. All right, so our last one is our local government. So our local government here in Warners Bay is Lake Macquarie City Council. And basically, the local government will look after Lake Macquarie City Council, okay? They're individualized. So the things that they run are community health programs, you know, such as Meals on Wheels. Um, they run and facilitate community health clinics. Okay, so while the state government looks after the infrastructure for that, the, community, the local government will then actually run them. So such as drug and alcohol, sexual health clinics, family planning, etc., etc. The local the local government will look after work, health, and safety in its local area. So WHNS uh, waste disposal. Environmental planning, such as like parks and pathways, okay, not roads. Roads are done by the state government. Um, and food authority, okay, so making sure that all the food providers in the area, restaurants, etc., are up to standards. So the only other one that I need to touch on quickly is our private sector. Right, and very simply, the private sector just looks after the other little smaller health services, okay, which aren't actually funded and run by the government, such as, you know, physio, dentistry, pharmacy, optometry, etc. Okay. Yeah. So that is the responsibility for health facilities and services. All right. So your next dot or dash, sorry, is looking at the equity of access to health facilities and services. So basically how achievable is it that all Australians can access health services? All right. Medicare. Medicare is the cornerstone of all this whole thing, okay? Medicare enables equity of access to all Australian citizens regardless of their socioeconomic status and their location, okay? So Medicare will cover the cost of the scheduled fee, okay? And the scheduled fee is basically what the government, the federal government says, this is how much a doctor's appointment should cost. All GPs should charge this amount. Doesn't mean they do charge that amount, but like I said, I will touch on that in the next video. So Medicare will cover the cost of the scheduled fee for individuals to visit necessary health primary care services, you know, so visiting your GP and like going into hospital. If an individual requires ongoing treatment in the span of a year, okay, they may reach what we call the Medicare safety nets. And you do need to remember this and highlight it as an important point, which is why I did it in a different color. 
okay? At which point their future costs are fully covered, okay? So a good example of this is my wife reached the Medicare safety net when she was having our daughters, okay? Um, the cost of seeing a obstetrician, even though a lot of that was covered with our private health insurance, um, there is a portion of it because everybody has babies, there is a portion of it that is covered by a scheduled fee, okay? So we would basically, Medicare would cover the scheduled fee, we'd pay the difference, and then that difference would then be claimed back through private health insurance, but even then they, they would only claim back a percentage, all right? So let's, um, I don't know, let's draw something on the board here. So when we um, first started seeing obstetrician uh, for services related to pregnancy, okay, Medicare covers the scheduled fee part, which is, you know, let's just say that this is like $100, even though it's not, it's a, a lot more than that. Um, so let's just say this whole pie is $100. Medicare, the scheduled fee part of that is, I don't know, what's that, 30 bucks, okay? So Medicare says, we will cover 30 bucks of you to go and see your obstetrician. You need to cover the extra 70, all right? So the other part, $70, we pay at the clinic. Then we send that receipt off to our private health insurance company who then reimburse us $15 of that, okay? Because they're gonna cover, I don't know, 20% of whatever was left over, all right? So then out of pocket, you know, Liz and I ended up about 50 bucks out of pocket, right? Ongoingly, every time you use Medicare in a year, okay, it keeps a tally of how much you are accessing Medicare. So individuals who access Medicare a lot in a year, obviously are seen as being of higher need for resources, okay, as opposed to everyone else. Because everyone, regardless of whether, well, that's not entirely true, um, but mostly depending on how much you make, uh, everyone sort of contributes the same percentage-wise towards Medicare, all right? And there is some fluctuations there, but we don't need to go into the nitty-gritty about it. However, let's go back to my example here. So Medicare covers a little bit of the cost, and then I have to pay the rest, all right? In a year, if I reach my Medicare safety net, okay, which I think was like $2,000, $2,000 of claiming, all right? So it doesn't mean I'm spending $2,000 in total. It means I'm claiming $2,000 from, back from Medicare. They go, wow, this individual's hit the Medicare safety net. They need more help. So then the next session, from the next session onwards, for the remainder of that calendar year, Medicare will cover the whole thing, which is really, really good, okay? So not only are they basically saying, you can go to the GP for free here, but then it's like, well, if you need to keep going and seeing the GP, um, and then you need to get some other services because of what the GP is telling you, then we'll cover that too, because we can see that you are in high need of healthcare and we have the resources to do that. So Medicare actually do achieve quite good equity of access for health facilities and services in Australia, all right? The other thing which I mentioned earlier in this video is the PBS, okay? They do um, fund PBS, which is reduced cost prescription medication. So, and once again, those scripts need to be on the PBS um, to then get reduced cost, all right? So it's not gonna cover unnecessary medication, but it will cover, you know, necessary medication like blood, blood pressure stuff, um, you know, medication related to anxiety, depression, etc. They don't cover everything though, okay? Which is sort of where, if you ever got a question looking at sort of equity of access, make your judgment, you know, evaluate, that kind of stuff, you do need to have counterpoints. So here we go. Medicare does not cover the cost of health services and facilities linked to improving or preventing bad things happening to our health. For example, going to the dentist, seeing a physio, seeing a chiropractor, speech pathology, 
exercise programs. So all of these things that people will do that we know is actually linked to good health behaviors and protective um, factors, Medicare does not cover. So at, the, at this current iteration, Medicare will only cover the, like the primary and the secondary care stuff that people need to be treated for when they're sick. They don't cover things that could prevent them getting sick in the first place. The reason they don't cover things um, that could prevent you being sick in the first place is because it's a, it's a big question mark. It's a big mystery, all right? We don't exactly know the finite amount of how much exercise does prevent disease. All we know is that there is a strong link between exercise and disease prevention, but we don't know how many hours or what type or how you should do it. Um, and therefore, Medicare and the government don't cover that. All right? They don't say, okay, well, we'll cover you to go on the treadmill for 25 minutes twice a week because that's linked to reduced heart disease, but three times isn't or one time isn't. So they, can't, they can't quantify it is my point, right? Yeah, so that's equity of access to health facilities and services. And now we will get on to the last dash in this video, which will be healthcare expenditure versus expenditure on early intervention, uh, early intervention and prevention. All right, so the last dash we're covering today in this video is healthcare expenditure versus expenditure on early intervention and prevention. And you can probably, if you just sit and think about this for a minute before me going through any of this stuff, you should understand it is a delicate balance between treatment and prevention, okay? Now, what you need to know is that more than 90% of all of the government funding, okay, for the healthcare system in Australia is allocated to curative services, e.g. hospitals, okay? So that means that like if we, in a year, and I, and I don't know the numbers and you don't need to know numbers, but let's just take an arbitrary number, $10 billion. That's a lot of money, right? That's like, a, that's like, that's like a lot of iPhones, okay? $10 billion and like $9 billion of that $10 billion is spent in hospitals and treating people who are sick. And there's only $1 billion left over to use on preventative um, services and intervention services, which kind of sucks, okay? The reason that it sucks even more is because we know that the leading causes of mortality and morbidity in Australia are lifestyle related. So why don't we spend more money on prevention, okay? If we know that everyone, if we know, you know, most people in Australia are getting sick from lifestyle related causes that are completely preventable and completely stoppable, then and we're spending like $9 billion every year on those people who are sick, can't we just stop them getting sick and then we don't need to spend that $9 billion and we can all have like Ferraris because, you know, we don't need to spend that money on people with heart disease and lung cancer anymore. It's, um, yeah, like I said, delicate balance. This is like a really good debating topic, by the way, if you're into debating. So public health initiatives that actually do try and, you know, encourage early intervention prevention. We, you've got, you know, school, medical and dental services, you know, like, do you remember in primary school and like the dentists used to come and check you out and stuff? Anyway, um, immunization programs and schedules, um, the fluoridation of the water supply. So yes, the water that you drink from your tap does contain fluoride in it because there is a strong link between that water and you having better teeth. Okay. And, you know, mouth disease is actually really highly related to other diseases in your body because everything in your body can only be accessed pretty much through your mouth. Um, you know, the Quit campaign um, is funded uh, or 
you know, assisted funded from the government um, in stopping smoking, national road safety campaign, and also I just thought of another one as I was talking, which was, oh, screening, of course. Cancer screening, okay? All that kind of stuff. All right, so this stuff only gets like a billion of the pie and everything else gets nine billion, right? It's ridiculous, okay? So why don't they spend more money? Well, this is the argument and now you need to sort of think about it from this perspective. The government is reluctant to cut funding on curative services due to the great loss of life in the short term, all right? So imagine this, right? We, we pretty much know that all hospitals across Australia and New South Wales are currently full. Um, you look at aged care facilities as well, they're pretty much all full and most of those people in aged care facilities are there because they have some sort of ongoing health condition which they need management for. So imagine if the government came out tomorrow, and I'm not, I'm not advocating this, I'm just saying imagine, hypothetically. Government came out tomorrow on TV, big broadcast. We are reducing all our funding for curative services in Australia's health by 50%, okay? That 50% will now from today go towards prevention services for our young people, all right, for you guys. So from tomorrow onwards, every one in two person who is currently in care somewhere, they will basically not care for anymore, all right? That's horrible. That is like horrible if you are a family member of that person, if you're that person indeed, okay? So imagine there's two people in a hospital room and in 48 hours later, you know, there's only one person in a hospital room because that other person is no longer receiving, you know, medication and treatment, etc. Because the government is now going to use that funding instead on better education programs and stuff to prevent the current situation happening in another 50, 60 years, okay? Now you can understand why they don't do this, okay? Why we don't cut back funding because nobody wants, you know, that responsibility and that burden and, you know, that would be horrible, um, it's horrible even talking about it, but that's, that's the argument, okay? So what solutions can we come up with, okay? This is a popular one, which has been um, advocated for a while now, but also there's lots of backlash about this too. And like I said, you can, good debating topic. So a possible solution is further increasing taxation on cigarette and tobacco products, because we know that that already went up a while ago, but also increasing taxation on alcohol products, all right? And use that extra taxation revenue directly towards health promotion. So we don't need to cut curative services at all, but all of a sudden we've got this extra lump of money that we can then use on preventative and intervention programs. So what that would mean is that a packet of cigarettes right now, let's, what, what are they, like 20 bucks? I don't know. Um, packet of cigarettes goes from like 20 bucks to 30 bucks. So every time somebody buys a packet of cigarettes in Australia, $10 goes directly towards a prevention program. And like you can imagine there's like hundreds of thousands of packets of cigarettes bought every day. So that's a lot of money, okay? Alcohol, all right? Same thing, let's increase the price of all alcoholic products by 15%. So a bottle of spirits, 30 bucks, goes up to what, 34.50. Um, a case of beer goes from, you know, 50 bucks to 57.50. So that doesn't seem like, I mean, it's it's, a, it's not a lot more money, really. And you can imagine how much alcohol is bought every single day in Australia. So let's use all that money for early intervention and prevention programs. So, you know, there are some solutions out there, but obviously the companies, like the cigarette companies and the alcohol companies, are pushing back against this because they're like, well, if you increase how much our products are sold for, 
people aren't going to buy our products anymore and therefore we're not going to have any money. So boo-hoo us and we can't just roll around in our swimming pool which is full of like $50 notes instead of water. So yeah, people are greedy. Money. Money is the root of all evil. Is that the saying? Something like that. Anyway, that'll end our part two video for healthcare in Australia. Thanks, bye.